Hello and welcome to Columboys, the podcast all about the fictional hardcover blacklisted world of Lieutenant Columbo. I'm Mac, and by the power of Grayskull, with me as always is Ben. I have the power! Okay, now you're a little too on the mic. Well, I know I, we talked about it, but just too close. It's too loud and too close. Sorry. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Is this that any good? No. Oh. This week we're taking a look at Season 3, Episode 5, Publish or Perish. Continuing last episode's trend of returning villains, this episode features the return of Jack Cassidy, who previously appeared as a homicidal writer in Murder by the Book. This time Jack plays a publisher, murdering a writer, so obviously that's completely different, and yeah. he's not being typecast at all. Totally different. This is Cassidy's second appearance in the villain role, but it will not be his last. He'll appear one more time, making Ooh. him another in the uh, three-peat ah. villain. How, how many three-peats do we get? Uh, fair amount. I don't have uh, the statistics No, it's okay. On it. It's okay. But, uh, it was just you know, I, off I mean, the there, there yeah. will be a couple more who make at least, uh, you know, there are several who make two and a couple who make three. Cool. Uh, does, does his third one uh, involve writing again? No, it doesn't. Okay. Appearing in this episode as the murder victim is the best-selling author and occasional actor Mickey Spillane. Spillane, best known for his creation of Detective Mike Hammer, worked as a comic book writer at a young age, writing for characters such as Superman, Batman, and Captain America. Though his novels were rejected by critics at the, at the time for being, uh, well, kind of purient and awful, uh, <laughs> he was admired by audiences, and his novels have been adapted numerous times, uh, with Blaine starring uh, as the lead character in, on more than one occasion. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Mickey's Blaine has passed, but he leaves behind him a legacy of dozens of shows, all starring Stacey Keach for some reason. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I made it through the intro. <laughs> you, you did it. That only took, what, 20 tries? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little It's fun, a little wordy. little after credits thing yeah, for people yeah. hang on it's, to watch a man go slowly insane. I, I wouldn't say it was poorly written. I would say that uh, you did not anticipate how... Uh, how those words would be I didn't in the read mouth it all out at once. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, usually I tend to read them <laughs> before I perform them. <laughs> I read wise. them out loud. Yeah, I didn't do that this time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's talk about this episode and not my uh, growing level of insanity. Yeah, no, you're all good. I am great. Um, <laughs> this is an okay one. I, it's, it, it's not, it didn't blow my doors off. But, yeah, uh, you know, I... I mean, I, I guess this is the TLDR version, but like, uh, yeah, it's, eh, it's fine. Nobody yeah. is like egregiously bad at acting. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. Um, but uh, it's, it's a little haphazard, I guess I would say. Right. Well, I think the murder is pretty is pretty haphazard oh sure like there's a lot of it that's it's it's a lot of covering for small mistakes right ultimately in a way that i feel like if he had done nothing yeah he probably would have been okay right but he kept trying to like shore up yeah you know by like trying so hard to um to point the blame elsewhere he points it directly at himself oh yeah like if he had just if he had actually just stuck with the original plan, unless they had somehow tracked down this bomb maker guy. Well, we're I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, yeah, but it's okay. But I mean, unless they had somehow tracked down the guy who actually committed right. the murder. Yeah, uh, the hitman at, ostensibly at, at his uh, behest, um, they probably wouldn't have solved it. Yeah. Because there there isn't really much linking him to that guy, and there isn't really any evidence that he actually did it 
Right. <laughs> but like, it's all the it's all the cover-ups that really become the problem in this one. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of like you you can feel that they really wanted to have it be, you know, kind of all these little details yeah. that finally tripped him up. Right. Um and that's clear enough. Um but it just feels it fe- like the the episode feels about as haphazard and disjointed as the actual um murder plot which i mean we should probably at least mention but very very quickly it is um uh greenleaf who's played by cassidy uh basically hires this uh this uh vietnam vet who uh, apparently uh is obsessed with making bombs and blowing things up uh to murder a writer who is ditching his contract when it expires uh and moving to uh, another publishing house right. and he wants the book that he's writing and all this other stuff. So he basically hires a guy to kill him, but also sets it up so that he is framed for the murder himself. Right. To deflect, uh, to deflect suspicions away from himself. Right. He, he tries to set it up to make it look like he was framed, but he also has like an airtight alibi because right. he obviously didn't actually kill the guy. He just paid somebody to do it. Um, and it's like, my dude, maybe, maybe don't draw all the attention to yourself. Hmm, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think, I think if if so much, yeah, it's the cover up, really. I think, oh yeah, like there, there. It's not just the cover up, but also it is the lengths that he goes to to, right to to make it airtight instead yeah. of letting little things kind of exist. Now, in fairness, Colombo generally doesn't let those things lie anyway. Right, but. In this case... He would have had to have worked a lot harder. Right. Well, like his, you know, the the first slip-up that he does in front of Columbo is, you know, when he's like, oh, I was drinking, I blacked out, I can't remember anything. And then and then he says something about the folks that he rear-ended, or not rear-ended, but backed into, um, yeah. uh, who are part of his alibi. Because he literally looks at his watch and backs into them when the murder is going down. Yeah. Um, and he mentions, you know, like a plurality of humans rather than a singular, mm. uh, with such kind of, you know, authority on it. Yet he's said everything about being blacked out and nobody has mentioned that it was more than one person right. to him. And so, so like, you know, but at the same time, that's not a thing that is enough. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not enough of a sort of like, oh, that's weird to conclusively prove that he had the guy killed yeah um should we just get should we do we haven't done the run through should we just do oh. the, the murder run through oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah um so uh i think kind of what i want to do going forward is maybe do a run through of the murder mm-hmm. and then just the murder and then um the rest of the stuff we'll kind of discuss as we need to and we can you know we don't have to go through it plot point by plot point sure. all the way to the catch yeah yeah, yeah. um because i figured that just you know that it, it saves a little bit of time. Hey, and... spoiler alert. Pretty sure Columbo catches everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. Um, so for this one, for the murder, um, Jack Cassidy is this agent. Um, as we said, he's got this writer. Mc... Well, he run... Yeah. He's, he's like he's an, not agent, an agent. And he's, he... a, he's a publisher. Right. The agent is uh, Marriott Hartley, the, the, uh, well, she... the young woman. Right. Well, she's an agent for the other... No, no. She's, she's the writer's literary agent. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But she is definitely working with this new publisher right 
who she favors over this old one. Okay. Um, so uh, the um, uh, Mickey Splane, his contract is up. He's going to take this new novel, which is a Vietnam novel. Right. Um, he's going to move it over to this new publisher who the publisher guy looked very familiar. I'll look, I'll look him up in a second, but he, he, the, the actor seemed like he was one of those seventies character. Actors right. He I'm, was in a lot of things. I'm sure we've seen him in another. He might've been in another episode of Columbo. Yeah. Um, or he will be again, I'm sure. Uh, so this, uh, he is going to take this novel to another place. So Jack Cassidy is going to kill him, I guess just out of spite. Yeah. I, I, I'm not entirely clear what, I, oh, there is there yeah. is the million dollar life insurance policy. Yeah, I mean there is there is that. Yeah, um, which which would be pretty good compensation, I guess, if you weren't going to get you know bestseller out out of the deal. Out yeah, of the deal. it seems like it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, he's going to murder this guy. He uh, brings in a another aspiring writer mm-hmm. who is this vietnam veteran yes who uh is a bomb a, a munitions expert and yes. is writing a book about bombs right which is weird because he hires a guy who makes bombs to shoot his yes <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it's, like it's such just... a weird thing to have this guy be a bombs expert and have the bombs not really like right really factor in right the only way they factor in is that's what he wants to write a book about which is like and then he also kills uh the guy with a bomb right uh he he poisons him and then he yes so jack blows him up jack cassidy poisons this guy later and then kills him with a grenade somehow setting a grenade to go off like five minutes later right five minutes after he leaves even though he's never displayed any interest in like well, he this read guy's the book precise... no he read the oh, book because ah, there was this ah. instructions on how to do a bomb yeah oh yeah, that's, that's good it's a, a fun yeah, little yeah. thing nice but little at touch. the same time that's really the only place where it factors in but it seems yeah. like if you were going to have a bomb maker you know you assassinate... would feature it more oh. than just in the credit sequence at the beginning <laughs> there is which... a, oh there, yeah there is a very arresting sort of intro which is this this bomb maker uh lighting uh like tin can bombs yeah uh anarchist i mean he's essentially writing the anarchist oh yeah he absolutely is um and then he's he's making these bombs and throwing them into like a garbage dump yeah like like a junkyard basically and and blowing it up yeah and then timing like how long it is from when he throws it to when it blows up right he's he's doing research i i guess or just verifying that he knows what he's (laughs) doing either way it's mostly so that they can freeze frame on explosions and then yeah to have a sort of exciting intro um but it's it's not that exciting (laughs) no it's actually kind of a letdown because then he shoots the guy yeah that and those are the only explosions we see in the entire episode yeah um i think i commented while we were watching that when he kills the guy with the grenade if this were shot now they would blow up that guy's house right we would see the whole thing blow. or you'd at least see the window like blow out and like flames come out you know that that's very that's like nothing now they they do that all the time but instead we just hear a detonate detonation and we just get to see cassidy smile yeah um he's smoking a cigarette (laughs) so he hires this guy gives him a gun which has uh his fingerprints it's his gun it's his gun it has his fingerprints on it he gives him a key which he believes is the key to the office yeah and it used to be and it used to be um then this guy uh comes into the office uh sneaks in um the door has been opened so 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 he doesn't need the key right 
Um, he walks in, turn, and the guy is dictating. As he's dictating, he notices someone's there, turns around, the guy shoots him. Yep. Pretty clean as far as murders murder go. Murder He drops the key on the ground. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, across town, uh, Jack is get, get is getting ejected from a bar for being too drunk. He's very obviously acting drunk. Right. Um, acting. Uh, in, in fiction, he is acting Yeah, in drunk. fiction, he's acting. It's and not he's, just... He's, making a point of being a huge ass to the yes, people that very, are at the bar. Being very memorable. And uh, and they're the people he backs into. Yes. The, so to the, make sure that they know conclusively this drunk asshole. The bartender is like chatting with this older couple. Mm-hmm. And uh, they start driving out in a very beat. Like she's wearing a mink yeah. stole. And he's and he's dressed in a suit, but then they're all they're driving, driving away it. in the most burnt like the burnout yeah uh, the the burnout hippiest like vehicle VW, ever VW Volkswagen bus, yeah. like yeah bus it's, it's it's obviously like this is a car that we could do a stunt with <laughs> right yeah this is a car no one cares if we back into it in yeah. fact it needs to be backed into for this other shoot that we're doing later in the yeah, week. yeah I feel like maybe they blew a lot of the budget doing those explosions and oh, they kind of yeah. had to you know. They kind of had to shoot the rest of it on a shoestring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of, like, sound effects taking mm-hmm. the place of... I mean, that's kind of how Columbo is in general. Like, you know, sound effects in the place of uh, right. of actual... Well, there's no blood either, so... There's no I mean... blood. There's no... Yeah, no nothing. Um, this... Uh, and then he backs into them in the parking lot uh, yep. as they're leaving precisely... Like that. Yeah, yep. just like that. Just like that. Um, he backs into them precisely uh, at, at the time of, time murder. of the murder. Yep, because he knows exactly when it's going to happen. Yep. Um, and uh, that is his alibi. Then he goes to a park and falls asleep in his car and pretends right and Pret- it, pretends to get in a fight with cops and yeah get it, into a in a moment tank. of like the most white privilege ever <laughs> you know a cop basically is like uh hello drunk sir who is passed out in his vehicle on the grass here in a park he's in par- a park he's parked on yep. the grass inside of a park inside a park he gets belligerent with a cop yeah and he is not shot no well <laughs> this is the 1970s no that's true yeah yeah the cop just goes oh, i'll throw you in the drunk tank yeah. um but yeah wh- whereas nowadays it'd be like oh instant dui yeah like, for sure at, um, the, at I, the least i mean his alibi is that he was driving drunk which today uh-huh. would be slightly a bigger deal than it is in this story right in this story it is not a problem right even slightly although in fairness had he done that today mm, might have been kind of a better smoke screen than it was in the 70s he maybe yeah you well, know, he, I mean, originally he pretends like he doesn't remember the night at all. And right. sort of the idea being that maybe he was, he's sort of implicating himself saying, maybe I was so right. drunk. I, oh, I can't remember. I can, maybe I, I, could, I did. I While his lawyer this. is like, shut your hole. Yeah. And then of course, you know, he's, you know, he's got an alibi and it's airtight, you know, because yep. he didn't actually shoot Because he did him. not do the murder. Right. He didn't do the murder. He yep. just paid someone to do the murder. Yeah. And if he had left it there. Yeah. Even with the small inconsistencies, well, let me he probably ask you, would have gotten Let me ask you this. Do you think he would have published the Anarchist Cookbook? No. Because it seems like he had no intentions of doing no, that. No, he couldn't have done that. Um, so what do you think his out was uh, while he kept stringing this guy along? I think he could have strung him along for a while is the thing. 
because because when you're talking about publishing a book you can definitely like throw an editor on it and like have right. them say like oh well this and this and this needs you know this and now we're talking with legal and there's some concerns about that but but and then you say to the guy like oh but here is you know a generous right. advance right here's a cash advance and then and then yes he I mean, he could have published the book. Probably not. I think there probably are significant legal issues with, yeah. you know, which is probably why they, like, for example, the Anarchist Cookbook is no, not in print. Right. Um, uh, and so I think he probably could have just sort of, you know, kept this guy on the hook for long enough for the for the heat to die down. And then maybe and then maybe that guy dies. You know what I like? If it like if I'm thinking as the murderer okay again i must stress we are anti-murder on this podcast and i am not in any way endorsing murder but if i was a murderer no no no. this is just this this is is just an exercise i'm not a murderer and i never killed anybody in any way that is legally provable anyway so this uh guy Uh, he shoot shut up shut up no okay so this guy we promise never to talk about it ben we you're gonna have to edit this out okay i will this is a reminder to me. I'm gonna. There we go. A reminder, and I, I'll edit that out. Okay. Okay. And we're not. We're not talking. So this guy. Yes, this guy. Um, I think he probably could have arranged farther down the line. I think probably killing him was his best out, but I think do, doing it like three days after the murder was probably. Yeah, maybe not so quickly after yeah. for sure. Because uh, at that point, it isn't. It isn't like most secondary murders in Colombo where. The person is blackmailing them or the person knows a thing and they're also like right on the trail of this guy yeah i it, think that there's enough distance between them that really all he has to do is kind of wait and see what happens yeah well and i see and i could go a lot of ways um but looking at the other stuff what what i'm wondering is how much of it did he concoct after Columbo started sniffing him out of the of the murder the second the, the murder? secondary murder i think it's 100% because i'm not sure that it is yeah. i kind of think that making the copy of the key like making a, a key for the for the lock yeah is definitely the thing <clears throat> that he changed because of Columbo. but i'm right. not as sure about that the, the murder yeah, I'm not as sure about the murder because he clearly had thought about it enough that he had gotten, you know, a syringe and I don't know what morphine, whatever he used to dope the dude up. Yeah. So there's that, right? I, I, and, th- I think, no, I, I'm i willing but, to bet that that was all, that this was relatively spur of the moment. Um, maybe the plan was not to kill him. Maybe the plan was to kill him in a less ostentatious way or in a way that would implicate him less right well see um see here's here's where i'm coming from yeah go ahead cassidy's such a shit in this one right and that it makes me wonder if he if he didn't just want to because like when he comes over and yells at at mickey and everybody at the party when he's drunk yeah like yeah, he's pretending to be drunk for like yeah, the most but he's of the like, beginning. You're of not going to write for anybody else. If you leave me, you'll you'll never write for anybody. Like he does the very yeah, he obvious does, he threat. Threatens, he threatens him. Yeah, and it's like, how much of that is just is the like, well, I'm going to do this other stuff because I also want to get off on yeah. actually saying this and then not going to jail for murdering the guy. But 
But, I mean, I think that's all part of the frame. Sure. Yeah. But but my point but what I'm getting at is seeing what an unbelievable ass bag he is. Mm. Uh that I kind of wonder if he wasn't also planning on planting that uh that outline to try and say, Well, I did know the guy and I had you know, basically in the like as another way to try and yank the manuscript back to his which is i realize it's a far-fetched thing i think maybe it's 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 hard to say right because we don't have access to his to his internal brain and we're both speculating on that front yours is probably is the more plausible is is that he went oh well i'll do this and then i'll do this other thing so that i can then you know i then i can admit that i knew him right but in this way that will get me off the hook yeah i think I think maybe his plan was to kill the guy, but not to do it in such a way that it would like yeah. draw so much attention. To no, I agree. Because truthfully, if he hadn't, I mean, it's also one of those things where it's like, well, why wouldn't you just take the guy's uh, address book? Yeah. Instead of just, you know, because you can't rip a page out. That's too obvious. Well, my guess, well, no, see, no, no, here's I, the thing. If he had used... If he had see, this is where the bomb thing comes into place because right. if he had just really like blown the guy's apartment up, because okay, yeah. a grenade goes off and it kills the guy, right. but they ha- there's a scene in that room later and the room seems fine. Yeah, it's fine. There's it, no hey, this is Colombo. No there's blood. Like, there's no like, blood. I believe there's like a little bit of a scorch mark on the wall, and sure. that's it. Um, and they this, scrub real hard. This is a room full of like high explosives that whole room would have gone up yeah. yeah um so if if he had like really blown up that room then there probably wouldn't have been any evidence that 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 this guy knew him right other than maybe at the publishing company but that's something that greenleaf could obviously take take care of you right. can remove all those things um so yeah his plan might have been to blow might have been basically to go oh this guy's a crackpot and he's into explosives so if i just dope him and then leave him to blow up his own apartment yeah no one will know yeah if he had like destroyed the entire apartment it would have been weird and maybe they would have said like oh there's a connection here this guy knew that guy maybe he was trying to frame you for some reason right i don't think it would have been that difficult to sort of point the blame and then definitely there wouldn't have been any evidence yeah um but because he has to he had there you know that's kind of a fatal flaw with colombo um villains is that they need there to be uh 100% <laughs> of a of an anti you know of the, of proof in the opposite direction right they they always anytime there's any small amount of evidence they always need to and in fairness in the justice system of television a tiny little inconsistency is enough to convict someone right um, or the, certainly in this era. In, in the evidence, the threshold of evidence in order for a Columbo episode to conclude, obviously we don't know what happens when these people actually go, go into the court system. Go into the right. court system. <laughs> there probably are a lot of times when the cases are thrown out for um, what would be considered improper police procedure. Right. Um, but Say like just strolling in without a warrant. And, yeah, yeah. Um, doing searches, mm-hmm. you know, uh, harassing the people you know there, there's all kinds of things that they are that that colombo does that um would certainly be looked on by courts um as prejudicial towards the evidence yes um and uh colombo 
is uh you know he just need we just need that final scene yeah for for the show yeah um and that means that the smallest stuff gets amplified to huge things which means of course. That, and and but that is the nature of the detective show is that this is how you catch people is on little tiny inconsistencies right which is not actually how you convict people of crimes yeah <laughs> that, that's not entirely how that would play out there in are, real life in and a, in a that real, would make a real boring show. Yeah, in a real court of law, there are always weird inconsistencies that you can't explain. Like that is that is an end, and you know there are always times when people behave illogically, and it, the evidence doesn't seem to make sense. But that's because people are not always logical about the way they do things. Right. But every episode of this kind of show assumes that people act logically at all times and so if there's anything that's inconsistent it must be because something something's happened. up yeah right. it can never like oh why would this guy go back to his home instead of going to the office when the thing was at the office and it's like well m- maybe he wanted to go home and change like right. we don't know yeah but the, there could have been a lot of reasons could but... have been a lot of reasons but Columbo always treats it as though like it's incredibly important right um well it also i think helps that um uh the murderers generally are uh are wealthy yes are egotistical right uh often smug yes uh and so having uh having a ratty looking detective like Columbo kind yeah. of picking at their nerves until until it's raw yeah. is you know that that's very true and i think a lot of times it hits sort of him against their i mean it's him against their ego right it's the he sort of like um there's that episode where he he sort of goads somebody into admitting because yeah because he like is telling him how bad the thing was and right and the guy's like no i'm brilliant yeah he's like no i'm a genius yeah and then yeah you're such a genius right yeah that you just told me that you murdered people yeah good job I, i think there's you know obviously um, we're into the the meta weeds with Columbo here, but yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it's probably my fault. Is the no, short it's, version? It's, but... it's it's good. Um, you know, I I really like that about the show. I really like that it sort of is is a logic puzzle. Yeah. Um, I think that this one fails because it's a logic puzzle being solved in reverse by yeah. a poor puzzle solver. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, it, yeah. it's it's sort of like a guy constructing a house of cards in the middle of like a windstorm, and right. you're just like, the, "This is not going to work." Yeah, Why buddy. Have, like, yeah, you, you're just looking at it the whole time, going, "No, that doesn't make no. Okay, no." Like, yeah, and, and there, are, it, it's it's this is not a case of like um, in double exposure. Um, Robert, Robert Culp has built a has built a impenetrable fortress. Right. And Columbo is the is the rain or the wind knocking on the things, trying to like find the crevice, find the right. crack, and bring the fortress tumbling down. But in this one, the guy has built a perfectly fine house and seems to be attacking it with a sledgehammer, trying to bring it down from the inside. Yeah. Like he mostly does the work for Columbo. Yeah. Like I mean, had he not like put the outline of the book yeah so part of his uh, framing of this guy right of is, the the, the, is, the bomber man yes is to uh, <laughs> of Bomberman jr <laughs> yeah of course um is to uh put a a typed um outline of the book that uh, mickey spillane was writing um that uh 
it was that and then to claim that it was this guy's idea to write the book and then Mickey Splain took it over. Right. And to claim that he right sent this outline to him nine months ago. Right. And because the agent had suggested a change to the book, which Columbo learns about long before the plant even happens. Yeah. Um, but basically that the agent had said, you know, more or less there was a, a film version already being optioned with um, Rock Hudson, I believe, is the yes, lead. That's what they say. And so uh, Rock, Rock Hudson and Betty Davis, two yep. big stars who do, who are mentioned but not shown in this yeah, episode. But never shown. Probably the cheapest way to get guest stars is to just talk about them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the easiest thing. You can mention somebody <laughs> by name yeah. as long as you don't so say a bunch na- of lies about public them. Public figures are fair game for name mentioning. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, so the ending was changed basically because you don't kill off Ron and it was, cha- it was changed a week ago. Yes. Um, and this is where the guy gets caught ultimately in the end because right. the outline contained this change, which was that the hero doesn't die. He goes off to join a monastery. Right. And that couldn't have been written by Eddie, uh-huh. the bomber. Nine months ago. Nine months ago because that was written right. a week ago. Because nobody had that ending until, right. Yep. And um, so that's that's like that last thing where he just really went, you know, a sledgehammer's not enough to knock down this house. I'm just going to hire a whole crew. Yeah. And then I'm going to fire them and I'm just going to nuke it from orbit. Yeah. It's it's Yeah, it's interesting. He's not a, he's not good at it. He's not great. No. Um I th- But he thinks he is. Yes. I like Jack Cassidy's performance in this. Oh yeah. I think he's he's, he's very good. It was a very good choice to bring him back for this role. Yeah. Much like much like the previous role that we saw him in. Murder by the book. Yep. Yep. The Spielberg episode. That's right. It's very good. It's a good one. Kinda wanna go watch it again now. Always available on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. very good. But but yeah, but much like that one, he he's he's really got that kind of like smarmy fake charm yes. kind of I, it goes character. away a lot faster in this one than it oh did yeah he drops the, the facade almost immediately and but i think like, i think nobody likes him oh and yeah they, like in in murder by the book it's sort of like everyone kind of likes him yeah i mean he's, he's smarmy but like affable right well he it, it's that thing where like he he at least can turn on a good charm yeah for an audience right. in that one and in this one he's just just an asshole. He's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who fucking shows up drunk in a velvet tux? Like <laughs> this guy. He's yeah. Got the, he's got. Um. He's got oh, the, the fucking ruffled. Ruffled like, call, but it's like, like French. What's it, what's it called? Where it like it's curved. It's not like a pointed. Oh, it's cut. got like a curved. Um. A curved uh, cuff. Uh, with ruffles, like like. Uh, no, mitered is an angle. I, I mean, <laughs> I I don't remember the exact term, but yeah. yeah, it's like it's ruffled and it's a and it's a French cuff, right. but it's also got like a curve it doesn't have on the, the sharp end. the sharp corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's just a mess. Oh, it's so bad. And then the, it's a double-breasted <laughs> like tux yeah. with like the velvet lapels, and then it's got a, and the and giant... he's wearing this um to this party, but ostensibly just to go out to a bar right. and go drinking. Yeah, then he goes to a bar. I mean in fairness, remember, <laughs> there is someone wearing like a mink stole That's true. at the same bar who they, is in a Volkswagen bus. So yes. she spent all her money on that yeah, stole. Yeah, they, they all they all got into their nicest clothes, piled into the uh right. the bus. Uh um they were headed to a dead show, but then first they had to head to the bar. Of course. Yeah, you got a pregame, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Absolutely. you don't do it in the parking lot when you're wearing your mink stole, yeah. right? Also, 10.30 is very early to be that drunk in a bar. No, I agree. <laughs> you know what it, I mean? Yeah, if you're if you're that drunk in a bar at 10.30... Something, mm, something's gone wrong. Dial it back a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sort of that's... 
that's really kind of all we see of his interaction with other people. He doesn't Mostly really interact that he's just with an anybody. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't really like interact with anyone else in the episode other than his lawyer. No. And and even then he's kind of a dick to his lawyer. I mean, in fairness, because he basically cuz he's like you shut your hole. I'm going to cooperate to right. look like I'm innocent. Well, he's trying. I mean, yeah, he's not basically just knows. trying to get his lawyer out of the way so he can do his shtick that right, he right, practiced. Right. Of course. Now, though, there is the one point where he is uh, in the movie theater at work yes. watching something they never show us no. that he's laughing at. And <laughs> well, he's also like, ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's ah. it makes me really uncomfortable. It's weird. I don't know what he possibly I, could be watching. I hope that, it was just is... advertising and not him just, you know what? Hey, I'm just going to have my projectionist just queue up a stag film for me and yeah. I'm going to watch it. Who knows what he's watching in there? I don't know, it's, but it's it makes him even I, I have creepier. To, I have to assume that it wasn't a stag film because Columbo wasn't freaked out. Yeah, he didn't and immediately know, like cover know his how, eyes. how freaked out Columbo oh, gets by by women in oh, general yeah. um the uh there is also an interesting point we should kind of mention where uh they go to the office um <laughs> the design team really went for it in this episode where oh yeah um, his name the, the guy's name is great greenleaf what's his first name oh it's riley greenleaf riley greenleaf um and so his the the symbol the for his his company's logo oh. which is greenleaf publishing it's just a green maple leaf, maple leaf, yeah, but like specifically the Canadian, Canadian flag, flag maple, maple leaf. leaf. Yep. It's not. It's not even just a different maple leaf. It is the exact they, same. They literally they just traced... took like acrylic, like green acrylic, <laughs> yeah. and cut it out into that shape, and it's, then it's put exactly lettering on. It's exactly the same as the Canadian yeah. flag for some reason. But then I, I love it's one of the things weird. I love about this is that um, it's it's sort of like the first office treatment we've ever seen yeah because they do take that little flag and kind of post it yep. all over the this they're this very office. proud of it I, you know hey look i, I appreciate them doing something <laughs> listen you know because they it's were always generic office buildings and all of these things they're trying they're trying something i mean I, pre- I can't fault them mac for that. i think they might have been precogs because <laughs> canada did legalize marijuana this is and it, so I now mean, it very much is a green maple it leaf is, it is that same green too as in the like green yeah. canada Canada, Canada cannabis, like Can- uh, there, there yeah, is I don't can- know what the portmanteau of Canada is, and cannabis is. But there is a uh, Canadaobus. Um, oh. There was a, <laughs> it's awful. No, but there, I walked in. There that. was a there was a um, campaign, and it did use a green Canadian flag that was almost essentially this exact there you go. thing. See, so yeah, in a way, they were way ahead of their time. I mean, hey, yeah. uh, Columbo already had an episode. Remember with the jazz singer who liked yep. the little reefer, who mm. talked about. Uh, Smoking reefer was the same as uh, drinking gin during Prohibition. Yep. So, you know, in its way, yeah, yeah. Columbo was very progressive uh, towards the uh, legalize it uh, yeah. movement. Um, yeah, but they, they do post that that little <laughs> thing know, everywhere. It's everywhere. And, and it's really um, great. And there's some really, they're, like, there's they're doing a photo shoot for, I think, a book cover. And then there's yes. like two book covers that are on the wall. Right. Like, there's one, my, my, my Home Was a House. I think is, uh, yeah. is the one of them. Yeah, which is like... Uh, which is I think is it's like... It's like a scantily clad woman. I think it's and meant it, to be like a housewife kind of thing. Yeah. And then the other weird. one is... I know you wrote it down. I did. I had to stop one? it. Modern Aztec courtship practices. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a woman uh, like sort of draped around... And a, a golden, like a golden Aztec, Aztec mask. Aztec warrior, yeah. Yeah, it's really... It's, it's uh, awkward it's and uncomfortable. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But very, but very accurate. Yeah. For, for no, no, no. Totally on the mark. Yeah. 
for for the kind of pulp that clearly he he was publishing. Um, yeah. I also and that Mickey Spillane wrote too. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, I forgot I I, I saw it because I had a note um, scribbled down. <laughs> sure, um, but uh, but but uh, in the uh, in the murder like post murder when Columbo is on the scene. Yeah, like this is one of the times where it's become very clear that Columbo is running the show because like in 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 a lot of prior episodes he he just sort of shows up and meanders around and someone else is kind of running the thing yeah but in this one it's very much like everyone defers to him right um and and I think that's notable and then I got distracted because he's sitting at the desk thinking about this and then this guy comes up with a gun on a pencil <laughs> and just sticks it like, right in his face barrel like, first like yeah, pointing in barrel Columbo's pointing face. at Columbo's face yeah. and I just went who does that <laughs> What kind of asshole cop does that to I, a superior officer? I really feel like, like I, I don't know what, when exactly putting evidence in bags became a thing to not contaminate them, but I, feel, it's so crazy the way that people I, handle evidence in all of these. I know he's always got evidence in his handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Or well, like the handkerchief his, I feel like we've seen established before, and maybe the pencil is also a. But like I, mean, I the, feel the like pencil, I get the, why you do it because yeah, you don't get you right know, fingerprints. But, but I feel like anytime I've seen the pencil. Uh, used like that in yeah. film and television right. it has then immediately gone into, into a plastic a bag. baggie yeah. and it's like just nope nobody believes in plastic bags in this no. world and he's like he, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily thrust a gun into someone's face I right. mean they do it for, it's for the camera angle obviously, yeah of course but, but it is it's it is for weird effect. But, yes. but it really struck me as um, I uh, yeah there are some other weird things in this episode like <laughs> uh, when when the murder is happening like we we get split screen. Well, actually, we get picture in picture first. Right. And then we get like split screen and then we get like a three way. It is kind of a comic book panel. I said it was yeah. like Ang Lee's The Hulk, and that is kind no, of accurate. No, you, it, it you really nailed is. it. It's exactly like that in the same yeah. way that it mo- used these kind of panels. Yeah, and things they sort of to... do move around mm-hmm. and shift kind of And they rearrange, on... but like. And it's, it's, it's to give you an idea of where the murderer is, mm-hmm. where the uh, victim is, where the victim is, and where Jack. Uh, right. Jack Cassidy is. and where the proto murderer, yes, yeah, the the, or, the client right. or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you would call him. Uh, still a murderer. It's the murderer. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's interesting. I don't know that I like it. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't know that. I think there are some interesting shots in there. I like oh, yeah. the way that they framed each one to fit its uh-huh. box. Like it was very intentional. Oh yeah. Like there there are shots of Jack Cassidy that are vertical. Like. Like it was shot with a phone, where it's ver- it's right. very vertically framed, and his body and the drink yeah. and the and his watch, it's, it's all it's right where you need to all see. All in line, so that everything stays inside the frame. Yeah. In this assembly of the three frames, it's, and I I think that it is, I think it is well done on that front. Yeah. I understand why they did it to sort of give you all of this information kind yeah. of simultaneously, um, and. I'm not convinced it totally works. Yeah, it's just that what's happening is not that interesting. No. There's maybe one of these three things that is actually interesting. And oh, that's it's the guy creeping. The watch, right? The, it, yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's the watch. The exciting, I know you... This exciting, this, the worst watch in the world. Um, it's a pretty... It's, it's a, a bad watch. Yeah. I don't have time to get into why it's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad watch. I know. I just wanted to poke um, you about it. But uh, the... Uh, 
the murderer creeping up is really the only actually interesting thing. Yeah. Like seeing a guy dictating a scene and a guy sitting in a bar looking at his watch are not as interesting. <laughs> no. And um, I feel like we could have cut between them and it would have been it fine. It would have been fine. I don't think it we would have, have lost fine. anything. And I think kind of the the it's distracting more than anything else because it's yep. so busy and flashy and, and obviously a thing that was intentional right that it's i think it's distracting and kind of takes away from the moment but ultimately the mur the murder itself like the moment of murder is never the most interesting part of no. colombo and it, it never really has been um it's not there i don't know that i've seen one that felt tense because you always kind of know that something's about to happen. Well, you know somebody's getting murdered. Yeah. And I th so I think the tensest sort of that we've been around that thing was maybe the Leonard Nimoy episode with the oh, with yeah. the with the guy with the heart thing because you know that he could go at any time. Oh, absolutely. So there is a tension the, there. Well, there's there's a level of suspense with that one right. that that is so different and unique. Yeah. And and uh outside of that, I would say the I mean, honestly, double exposure is probably one of the ones that feels kind of tense, but it's just because it's it's the kind of snappiness and the intensity of cult and the time. Like and the it's time, just kind of what he's bringing to yeah, it. Yeah, and there's sort of, sort of a time crunch. Like he's yeah. got to be in a billion places at once. Do this, do that, be and yeah. and be everywhere. And you kind of feel that like building. Yeah. And then when he like basically calls the dude's name out and then just pop. Yeah, Ver and there is a little bit of that in uh, the other Robert Culp, uh, the the most crucial game where oh, he's yeah, got to yeah. get back. Like yeah, putting there's a the time same timing. Con thing. Putting a yeah. time constraint on the murder makes it more interesting. Um, I, you know, but this you always know someone is going to die at the beginning of Columbo. Yep. And so when it happens, it's never surprising or shocking. Um, it's always like, oh, and there I was. You right. know, it's, it's like it's mostly you're just kind of like you you're following along, going, okay, so how does this pay? Okay, so where does uh, right? Oh, oh, I see. And yeah. and we when you're doing it like we're doing it, um, you sort of glaze into the metatextual reading of it, which is yeah. like you know you're watching all of the various things that are happening, right. looking for clues towards the end, um, and that's more a fault of what we're doing than, oh, yeah. the, sh than oh, the show itself. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think because there isn't that tension, um, you know, that putting in this additional layer, um, and that's kind of my issue with the Robert Culp, you know, the eye. The, the, oh, yeah, the, the two eye. The yeah, two yeah. sunglasses thing is it it adds a layer of abstraction where you really kind of want to be following the person and seeing their struggle. And especially with someone as strong as Robert Culp, I right. want to see him go through the things and like see his face as he does the shitty things right? and like see how difficult it is for him to do so. Yeah. Instead of kind of montaging it away. Well, because then your payoff is bigger at the end when he's caught. Right. And that's like... Exactly. Yeah, and, it just and, sort and of like... It, it just one, drains all the tension out. Because the protagonist is... The, the, the protagonist is not this bomber character. It's right. a different guy who isn't there. I think there's an additional layer of abstraction where you're not... Um, you're not nervous for this guy in the same way because the stakes aren't the same. Right. I mean, he would definitely be convicted of conspiracy to commit murder. Oh, yeah. But he would not be... I don't think he could be tried as a mur. I don't know what the statutes are for. I don't. I, I don't I'm not going to pretend I, that I know yeah, how that neither works. Neither of us right. are lawyers. Um, yeah. But or it's, murderers. It's not. The We're not lawyers or murderers. Not lawyers or murderers. We're editing that part out of the show. Um, it, 
but the stakes aren't the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, like it's it's not as personal, right? Because it it is literally impersonal. He had he hired yeah, a guy he to do hired this. Hired someone, and this uh, and when he kills the murderer, we don't feel as like as an audience, we don't feel as bad about it because that guy is a murderer. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? One, he's a murderer. Right. Two. He he wants to teach teenagers how to make bombs. Right, because I mean, one thing you don't sort of realize now is that um, domestic terrorism, even though obviously yes, a thing that to be concerned about now, but domestic terrorism was huge in the '60s and '70s, like the Weathermen and that kind right. of thing. There were there were bombings and and that sort of stuff that happened. Uh, all over the U.S. and the world. I mean, it continues to, but but right. something that we don't realize today is that that tension existed at the time. And this this when he says he wants to teach people to make bombs, right. it is a existential threat right. to the U.S. Um, and but so we don't feel necessarily bad when this guy is killed, right? Because he's kind of a psychopath. Yeah. Well, it's like it's it's the thing of like you you almost feel relief because you know clearly that that Cassidy isn't going to publish that book. Right. You know, for all of him being a monster, he's yeah. not that particular kind of monster. Yeah. You know, but like, but you feel this sort of relief of like, oh, this is dangerous knowledge, and at least that isn't going to get out into, you know, yeah. just the free world. You totally. know, I, I guess our, our modern day equivalent would be like the, um, is it the 3D printed gun? Yeah, some something similar to yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I don't know. I, I feel like this one misses on a lot of on a lot of levels just be, oh, yeah. because of the layers of abstraction, the 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 um it's not he's not a smart villain and that can be fun too. Oh yeah. Um the perfect frame or what was that one? The the framing the the one about the oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 frame art. up one. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that 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 one's really good. That one's for... a, you've got a great stupid murderer but he's he's framing stuff in such a way that it's interesting to watch right but this is just kind of a dumb guy being dumb in a smart way or a smart guy being dumb. like it's it's one or the other it's a little both. i mean it so it's i'm i think you're right i think it's just it's kind of too many moving parts and too many of them abstract you from sort of the 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 main characters it should be like this should be a really easy thing you've got a you've got a guy who murders somebody like it should be very simple but it feels like it's a little too clever for its own good yeah um but no uh, i think that's a fair surmisal of the episode it's a little it's a little too clever for its own good in a lot of mechanical ways and it's a good cast i i don't think it's one where i would be like oh you should skip this no um but uh but yeah it's it's definitely not the best um, yeah, and I, coming on the heels of double exposure, right? Is yeah, what really has been tough. pretty much a, a, a you know a blowout season so far. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a little disappointing, kind of. Um, I think we're going to go into some good ones, you know, and we got a couple good ones coming up. Well, I hope so, because because <laughs> I'd like something to. Be I know a... well, it's it's kind of hard to believe we're already you know over halfway through the season, the third season. How? Yeah, this was the fifth episode. Wow. Yeah. It's just burning by. I know. <laughs> well, we're gonna get through. We're gonna get through this darn thing. I'm. I'm really excited about. I mean, I'm excited about the good ones. I'm less excited about. Yeah. It's. It's. A, it is a. It is a vast minority. Yeah it's, yeah. it's when. It's when we start getting down. Uh, we've got like three or four seasons left in the 70s, and that's when we start head into. The and 80s after and that, 90s. we start. Yeah. And yeah. that's. And that's when it 
the each season was like three episodes and those but do they bring in a rapping skateboarding dog uh, no i mean dog there is a dog dog definitely features right um more more in in the later episodes oh boy because at a certain point colombo transitions into an old man and becomes more of a doddering old man figure than like a sort of slovenly uh genius genius but becomes kind of more of like a, I don't even know. It's so weird. Like oh, that so the of, dog does all the sleuthing for him is no, what you're telling me? No, no, um, no. Just that he's like an old man with his dog following him around. Like he, he becomes yeah. more adorable. Gotcha. In this, he's sort of slovenly and, 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 and affable and, and adorable. But in, in later, it's more of like, oh, isn't this sweet old man nice? Like and less of like he's just a slob who's constantly like, you know, uh, eating chili in an, in a fancy restaurant, right? Uh, Six dollar chili, <laughs> which is reasonable for chili. Uh, I mean, not in nineteen seventy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's <laughs> right. it's funny because uh, I am according to IMDb, the restaurant that he goes to mm-hmm. um, is actually well known for its chili. Like, it is an L.A. restaurant that actually um, has chili on the menu that, oh. that it's famous for. So for that's an in-joke that none of us got. Yeah, pretty much. I think so. That's like, pretty oh, great. Like, oh, this fancy place, but they serve chili. They don't, yeah. But right. they, yeah, in the show, they don't serve chili. Even though they make, they bring him chili immediately. immediately. They had yeah. it ready to go. I guess maybe Again, there was just a can of chili. I think that was an in-joke th- for yeah. people in the business in L.A. Yeah, probably. Um, I think that'll do it. Yeah, I really don't think, I think there's anything else. we're in danger else. of, of <laughs> this is the closest we ever come to, uh, to, uh, crusting to the it. hour. Oh, we better ripcord out then. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> um, so I think that'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this has been Columboys. I'm Mac. I'm Ben. And, uh, one more thing. Yeah? You serve chili at this place? Mm, I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Columboys is hosted by Mac Johnson and Ben Swallow. You can follow them on Twitter at MacJ and at DandyGeek. The Columboys theme is by Seth Boyer. For more information about this and other great Waffle Media projects, you can go to waffle.media. Thanks for listening. Blaine, best known for his creation of Detective Mike Hammer, worked as a comic book writer at a young age. Oh, boy. I'm going to do this whole paragraph over again. Okay, here we go. Mm. Appearing in this episode... Mm. Mm. Wow. Appearing in this episode as the murder victim is the best-selling author and occasional actor Malik... Malik... (laughs) (coughs) Well, I'm glad you flubbed that because I needed to cough. Wow, 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 (laughs) wow. I'm really really having a thing today. Appearing in this episode as the murder victim is the best-selling author and occasional actor Mickey Spillane. Spillane, best known for his creation of Detective Mike Hammer. Wow. You know why this is hard to read? It's because it's poorly written. I wrote this uh, on on a deadline, so I'm going to blame myself for that one. Uh, (laughs) Appearing in this episode as the murder victim is the best-selling author and, and occasional actor Mickey Spillane. Uh, Splane, best known for his creation of the character Detective Mike Hammer, worked as a comic book writer at a young as a young. Uh, oh Jesus, fucking fuck! What is happening? <laughs> Watching a man disintegrate right now. <laughs>
have to do is read this, and it's like the hardest thing in the world for me right now. Sorry. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know how to help. I don't know how much of this I'm going to leave in. It's upsetting <laughs> to me. 